out. Mr. Wiggly. This is true here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Mr. Wiggly, Derek. And you're <laughs> listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. Ashley, care to set the scene? Oh, yeah. We're cruising through the mall. It's packed. We've got our sweet new white, our sweet white new balances. And then, oh boy, there it is. The smell of fresh popcorn and teen spirit in the air. <sighs> yep, it's 1990, all right. And we're taking you week by week through the best year ever for movies. Woo! Yeah. It's May 18th, 1990. And we're fresh out of seeing our 19th movie so far from this glorious year. Bird on a Wire, rated PG-13 for Mel Gibson's hairy butt and explosions, <laughs> but not butt explosions. Oh, yeah. Important <laughs> distinction. Um, <laughs> a lot of, yeah, a lot of good um, nudity or, you know, balanced nudity on both sides. Yeah. So Lots he spends asses. as much time naked as Goldie Hawn, so... Uh, fair and balanced treatment of the buttocks. We support that here. Um, Derek, as you might have heard from his intro, has taken on a new identity as the hot dog on a stick man at the mall. <laughs> so <laughs> Mr. Wiggly is one word for <laughs> for it. Um, is that the name of the place or that's just what your coworkers call you? Uh, that's what my name tag says. It, the place is just called Hot Dog on a Stick. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Allegedly, that you know, that's where I work now. Okay. Well, do we get yeah. free hot dogs? <clears throat> yeah, allegedly. Okay. <laughs> well, man, you're really keeping that uh, ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, that sounds like a good uh, secret identity that's not so secret anymore. But let's go ahead and talk about the movie we watched. You were a hairdresser? <laughs> Mel. Hi, Scotty. Plus. Do you remember when you said you wanted to have sex with me in some weird place? Goldie. How about Detroit? Equals. Oh, my God! I need a bath. I need a manicure. I need a beer. Bird on a Wire. <laughs> Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, May 18th at theaters everywhere. <laughs> Detroit is just the most shit on location in movie history. Yeah. <laughs> RoboCop, Beverly Hills Cop, um, anything with law enforcement officers or <laughs> undercover police agents is is Detroit. Uh, going to Detroit. So, Ashley, do you have any history with Bird on a Wire starring Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn? Or if not, any history with that? Um, dynamic duo leading this movie? Uh, no history of the movie at all. Um, and no history of them together in any movie. Um, but separately, I just remember Overboard as a kid watching that with Goldie and Kurt. And then Death Becomes Her with Meryl Streep for the Goldie side. And then Mel, Passion of the Christ. I don't know if you remember this, but I was like on the youth group and we went to see it in theaters uh, sophomore, junior year of high school. So that was interesting um and then i remember like what women want in apocalypto which is sweet that you directed yeah i i remember you i do not remember the passion of the christ thing i i know i saw that in theaters but i feel like i was by myself and it yeah, was you a very yeah yeah it was a weird experience for for me but like um 
That sounds like a fun field trip. <laughs> it was something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember you being really into Apocalypto. I've never seen that movie. I know a lot of people like it. I know it's like visually uh, really memorable and great action. Um, yeah. I is that your favorite? Is that your favorite movie that he's affiliated with? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It is good. Down. It's really good. You like him better as a, well, that's being a director, but do you like him more as an action hero or a comedic? Um, funny uh, comedic. I liked him in What Women Want a lot. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, before he was completely toxic, I almost wanted to watch another Mel Gibson movie after this this one because I wanted to give my, get myself back in the headspace of when this movie didn't do enough to um, <laughs> trigger those happy Mel Gibson memories, um, Lethal Weapon style, or yeah, even the, the, the broader comedies that work. Even something like Ransom would have been oh, really fun yeah. to revisit. But um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll try to look at uh, Mel and then through the past lens and through the, mm -hmm. the current lens unavoidably. Uh, for me, <laughs> yeah, nothing, no, I don't know. I hadn't heard of this movie. So no, uh, no history with the movie itself. And I was definitely not going into it with high expectations based on my, you know, even again, before Mel Gibson was kind of contaminated, uh, I didn't have strong feelings about him. None of the movies I just named are like my favorites. Um, Conspiracy Theory and Ransom are some of the kind of like more formulaic thrillers that he does a really good job with um, that I really like. But whenever he's, aside from Lethal Weapon, which is a very good movie. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the Patriot? Yeah, no, Braveheart, yeah. The Patriot. No, I never I finished no, The Braveheart, so. The Braveheart. Yeah. The I never, Braveheart. So you never saw it. Never <laughs> maybe, you're, maybe you're thinking of The Beaver. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's fine. Um, and I'm not saying that to be woke. Like, I just I just don't have a lot of love for Mel. Um, and Goldie, I don't have much other than, you know, her being part of a, a Hollywood super couple um, mm -hmm. for all these years and, and spawning uh, Kate Hudson. And who's yep. their son? Oh, shoot. I forgot. Yeah. Anyway, we can we can figure that out. Derek, Jack, what about Jack. you? His name is their son's name is Jack. <laughs> I think you made that up. Famous Jack. Yep. <laughs> what about Hot me? Hot dog Jack. <laughs> Uh, but obviously, I know who both actors are. Uh, Goldie is very obviously super beautiful. And Mel has this weird, cringy, charismatic vibe in all of his films. Yeah, nice mullet action here. Ponytail mullet thing. We get another uh, iconic 90s do, um, <laughs> which he learned in his hairdressing days in one of his yeah. <laughs> myriad witness protection program jobs slash identities um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that trajectory that he's been on for the past 15 years in this movie but cringy is a good way to describe the comedic energy in this movie in my mm -hmm. opinion um actually do you want to start with like the action bits or kind of the the character relational bits like i feel like this is two movies well, it's 90% action. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can start there. Let's start if that's, with that. If that's what you want. Yeah. So <laughs> what did you think 
of all these insane action set pieces throughout the movie. Did did were you on board with them or? It's like they took eight different action movies and were like, okay, I like that. I'll put it in this one. Yeah. And then they just kept doing it with every single thing. Like, oh, that'd be cool if this airplane, if these like they had an airplane versus helicopter thing and they do these flips and they fight each other. But then you go to the zoo and there's a battle there. And then there's these car chases and there's on a moped. And then you're like, what? Okay. Like, yeah. I just feel like there's <laughs> so many things going on at the whole, the whole time. I was just like more action, huh? Let's develop the characters more or something, but just more, just so much action. Yeah. I was, I was doing some research, um, for our rank to blank and, uh, which is going to be related to witness protection program movies. And I was watching Charlie's angels full throttle from the future. Um, got my hands nice. on a, a, a future copy and you think this movie is all action. That movie is a, mu- a series of music video segments where it just like cuts straight from one action scene to the next from dirt bikes to helicopter chases to, you know, like bank heists, uh, you name it, but they're all different missions though. Right. Yeah. In theory, but they don't, they don't really set them up. I mean, I, I, you know, I might've just been a little, a little tired, but it it was a really fun movie. I don't want Jamie to kill me, but um, (laughs) my point is, I, I went through a wild ride with this movie bird on a wire from, really not being into it at the beginning to um, like at the beginning when they're setting up their relationship and she stumbles upon him at the uh, auto repair shop. And then the just the ineptitude of the, the hitmen that are after him, yeah. like that whole setup was convoluted and, and lame. And then Steven Tobolowsky um, in a, in an early role uh, plays like the informant for the, the, the hitman mm-hmm. he's supposed to be like um mel gibson's contact at the the witness protection program agency but he's like informing the bad guys so like that, that was just another layer of of kind of unneeded nonsense but what i when i started liking the movie was when we got to know about all these past lives that he's been leading for the mm-hmm. past 15 years like you mentioned the action scenes but he was he's really has a way with animals apparently he has a way with everything what do you yeah, mean he has like, a way with women every job yeah yeah he's great with cars he's great with women and he's great with dogs um good vet. And yeah crocodiles and monkeys and iguanas and yeah. and yeah great with hair um <laughs> so i was i i don't know i i can't quite decide where i landed after that that insane uh helicopter so can helicopters do flips like that i don't know know? i've never seen it a mythbusters (laughs) i don't mm. they can do barrel barrel rolls so barrel roll is like your nose stays stays pointed the same direction but your the the bottom flips over this was a straight up like ferris wheel style so i just so helicopters can only go in one like direction in the air so if you turn it over it's going to accelerate you toward the ground so right. like when he goes to turn it I just go right to the ground so yeah so that was unrealistic yeah. but i'm fine with it i mean what the action scenes were they seemed really expensive yeah um and then they got all the animals involved at the zoo it was like a tropical rainforest cafe <laughs> Meets- it was yeah it was the biggest um set that they've ever built in canada wow 
which yeah. is pretty so the majority of this place the majority of this movie is set in the US but takes place in Canada. Hmm. So not Detroit. So not Detroit. So if you notice, <laughs> so I phoned a friend in the future, Molly, mm-hmm. who's from Michigan. And she was wa- she was watching the movie as well. And she used to watch it as a kid. And she was like, Oh, this doesn't make sense for the Michigan ferry. It wouldn't go this way. It basically would be like Michigan didn't exist. So like the geography was just wrong. <laughs> wow. Okay, There's- Molly. Well, thank, and there's thank no thank you, Molly. <laughs> and there's no Chinatown in Racine, so that was wrong. Like, mm. so, but it was did, in Canada. <laughs> how did her um, estimation of the movie hold up? She still, so she used to love it as a kid and watch it on VHS with her family, and she still mm-hmm. really, she still really likes it. Yeah, so. this is I, 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 this is not a movie um, that any of us personally had like nostalgia for, but mm-hmm. it's always funny. Kind of, I could see the Steven Seagal movies that we've mentioned and stuff. This is no. This is definitely uh, at least as good of quality as as those movies. So, yeah. <laughs> if you it, it it's all about kind of when you first were exposed to it. Um, I liked when he was uh, walking on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> I liked. Oh, his friend. Yeah. Well, that was him. No, he was in the Ferris wheel. No, his friend yeah. was in the Ferris wheel with Goldie Hawn, and they were they were looking up at him. Maybe the mustache that he had oh, in the flashbacks threw, threw you off. off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the flashback scenes of with him and Goldie, I mean, we'll, I don't want to... There's still some action bits I want to get to, but like, what did you think of their chemistry? Because this whole movie is marketed. We've seen posters all over the mall, like Mel yeah. and Goldie. Like, what, the next how, Kurt and Goldie. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, um, how did they do? I didn't like it. I thought yeah. it was really cringy. I'll use yeah. that word again, like Derek used it. I just like them the one scene where they're like laying in bed and they're just like, I just uh no. I just I didn't like it. When they <laughs> consummate. Yeah. And they're like trying to be like flirty, but it's kind of creepy. I don't know. It's I was because just not they're into long it. lost lovers. When I was watching it, I was like, I we've talked about how uninteresting a lot of like relationships are in the films that we've watched. Mm-hmm. And this one I really was like. I love this. Like there is oh, okay. this old connection mm-hmm. and they're kind of rekindling that. So I don't know. I liked it a lot. Uh, uh, yeah. I think I'm straddling the both positions here and um, <laughs> <laughs> um, walking like a bird on a wire, but uh, where they, he, he just has this weird energy. I mean, like the first time you see his character introduced he like is playing this prank on his boss at the auto shop where he lets the car fall on uh his legs um the the jacks that are holding up the car uh collapse and his legs are are pinned under and he's screaming and then the guy like um pulls out the legs and they just come off (laughs) because (laughs) he puts fake legs under the car and then he's just like maniacally laughing um you know i mean but then that translates to when they needed the car and they got they had to climb on the roof and get you know down through the lobby and into the car and she was like i don't have my keys Mm -hmm. but then she's like just kidding so they have like a very similar way of being uh kind of having a yeah (laughs) asshole jokes well and that's basically the culmination of the movie so like Mm -hmm. the final scene where he's survived the shootout at the zoo poor animals um, right yeah they they literally have a, a helicopter storm in to the animal shelter this is not the zoo this is his job at uh 
beautiful idyllic like remote animal shelter Mm -hmm. the 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 police raid the place in a helicopter and just light everything up they're shooting all the cows and stuff too yeah it's so it's so absurd i mean they don't show any animals on screen getting getting hit for obvious reason but still it's just like how dumb would we have to be to believe that this is how the the police would handle (laughs) the situation Mm -hmm. um but all of all my point derek was like i that's the part of the energy in their relationship that i do like i it doesn't make me i can't imagine myself like i can't empathize with their relationship i can't put myself in their shoes in any way but i am and i am very like it's it's hard to look away the whole movie is kind of has that car crash vibe yeah. where like, you oh, all right. <laughs> can't it's it's cringy but you can't you can't look away um drink every time we say cringy so good job <laughs> Whoops. Um, blackout yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but i i like that i like that you uh, the the amount of backstory that they give for their relationship is enough I mean, they're good enough performers and they have good enough on-screen chemistry to where we do we are rooting for them and i i was rooting for them um yeah so even though it's just like every time he encounters another woman from his past they have this very complicated <laughs> like history and then he there's this movie trope where the dude who um is like mixed up in a high-risk lifestyle or even like a spider-man type situation where he's got to keep ending these these true love relationships because it endangers the partner and so it always feels a little contrived no none more than this situation where ashley can you explain what he was mixed up in yeah so okay we'll see if i get this right so him and his friend were basically going down to mexico because they wanted a little bit of drugs right just like a handful of coke or were they doing a job was it recreational or they were doing a, a small job? No, a I thought it was just recreational. Oh, I thought it was just recreational. I thought they were like, oh, we're going to go down and get some. Well, maybe, okay, maybe it was a drug deal, but very like minimal scale, just yeah. a little bit of cocaine, whatever. And so they get mixed up in this really bad drug deal with lots of cocaine. And this guy goes on like a shooting rampage and they thought they could stop him from shooting all these people and him and his best friend go to stop him. And he shoots the guy, his best friend, point blank in the chest. And then... Uh, Mel Gibson testifies against them and then is put in wit- into witness protection. Right. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, like I said, my favorite part of the whole movie is just the, this, the range of activities that he gets put in, Oh my gosh! put into, and this, it's a, they, I, they, I feel like they pointed out a bunch of times cause it's stuck in my mind. It's been 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. over the course of 15 years, I mean, I don't know. Is it realistic that he could have been? I mean, it's mainly three things, right? Zookeeper, hairdresser, animal shelter. Oh, oh, it's four things. Auto mechanic. Yeah, on mechanic. Yeah. Uh, Also, going back to the veterinarian. (laughs) I can't say that. You got it. (laughs) Uh, The moment he shows up, he's like, he says some sort of dog's name, like he knows the dog. And I was like, dogs don't live to be 15 and be able to run that quickly. But he could have done that job like a few years ago. Oh, true, true. Okay. We don't know the timeline. We do yeah. know we yeah. do know that yeah. the, the place he ends up last 
is chronologically the first job because he's going mm-hmm. to see the guy who's got like Alzheimer's. Yeah, um, which is so sad. To get information, like to what? Get a phone number? To get a phone number to a location that would prove his in- or prove not his <laughs> so, innocence. It was very convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mel's spending the whole movie trying to track down this guy who's got like a phone number for somebody that can, in theory, exonerate him, but. Because we, his file has been deleted from the FBI. Yeah. Very some, easily. All of his there, files. There's some it's good on a floppy disk. Yeah. There's a good three <laughs> and worry. a half inch floppy action here. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, I was I was on board enough with, like I said, with, with all of that to where by the time they have the climactic showdown at the zoo mm-hmm. and they're just trotting out like, animal after animal there's a there's a fucking uh piranha attack it's awesome <laughs> one yeah. of the guys Eats he kills somebody off. by by knocking them into a piranha tank a piranha like volcano it looks like yeah it was sweet um there's you, alligators yeah oh speaking of the animals in the movie in the sure. zoo how many were there any guesses oh we got a little over under action just a guess, a just a guess action. <laughs> 13. Um, I'm going to say 36. 49. Oh, okay. So you Individual have species or that's counting anim- like multiple monkeys, multiple. So there's like a lion, baboon, iguana, lizard, python, jaguars, alligators, tigers. But those are and th- these are all real animals they used. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, yeah. I didn't see a disclaimer, but that's uh, probably why they yeah, did they it in all, Canada. Yeah. Canada must have had like different animal. <laughs> well, they, I read something about how well trained they were because like yeah. the monkeys is like one of the only like male monkeys to or something. I don't know. Um, There's this crazy movie. I might have referenced it before called Roar, um, where it's like following Goldie Hawn, I'm pretty sure. And she like had um, all these. Uh, oh, Melanie Griffith. Um, is she her mom? Any, anyway, it was like this, this Hollywood <laughs> family. They got so comfortable with with um with lions that they brought them like to this uh, this property they had and like lived amongst them for for a long time. It was um like they have a they have a scene in this movie where they like trick one of the bad guys into a cage and he like escapes the the tigers and then gets eaten by the lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like there's okay, so he much... locks himself with the lions. Yeah. Yeah, because he's running away from the tigers. Um and Melanie monkeys. Griffith isn't her mom, just as a Okay. <laughs> That's Dakota <laughs> yeah. Johnson's mom. Okay. Yeah, it's a there's there's a web of of Hollywood um royalty and, and fascination with big cats. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> that movie is wild. I saw that at the draft house in, in Austin. Um and so yeah, like what I'm building up to is that by the end of this movie, I thought I was really not, not liking it um, or not, you know, uh, going to be pretty disappointed with it. And then by the, by that, that whole sequence at the end, I kind of loved it. Um, I definitely, I definitely respected it <laughs> <laughs> and was, was blown away by it. What was your journey, Ashley? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can tell by that weird yeah. noise. Um, I really wanted to like it. I didn't really like it. It was too, it was too much action. It wasn't focused anywhere. I think if they spent more time on the different his different jobs and maybe like got to see him like as a hairstylist and like going through the process or I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It's too much action. 
random action. And he was too good at everything. Like, could he, could he just pick up a job where he's like bad at it? Yeah. He, he built like these really complicated hydraulic um, operating tables at the animal yeah. farm that like that flipped out and, and, and slid. And then that's where he got naked and got metal shrapnel dug out of his butt or buckshot by beautiful joan severance yeah babe. oh is that her name yeah. yeah well that's her her real name she's right she reminded me of cold colby Mulder. smolder yeah smolder yeah from mm-hmm. how i met your mother super did, beautiful did they ever talk about what his original job or his real job was before he went to witness protection just a kid <sighs> trying to smoke some weed yeah i guess he was <laughs> i guess he was kind of he's a, just like so smart i don't know I was just curious. Well, the common denominator is he's really like he's really mechanical. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like mechanically gifted. Uh, he's the animal. The the weird para, the weird tie-ins with all the different animal handling jobs. I'm not sure. I guess those are just like if he's good with women, he's also good with with uh, anything with a pulse. Um, yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, his his skill set is like. Typical action hero stuff, building yeah. things, driving things, <laughs> shooting things, smashing um, things, blowing up things. Yeah. yeah. Hanging, hanging from uh, rope swings. Um, <laughs> little Tarzan <laughs> action. Yeah. Did you like when he like they were shooting at him and he picked up the iguana and put it <laughs> to the side? I think that was a fake iguana. Yeah. That had to be a fake iguana. Yeah. Um, I didn't read up on that, but <laughs> yeah, there were, mean, he didn't like to kill anything. No, that's no. Made that clear. I think he was dodging the Vietnam War was maybe his job. Like they kind of allude to that, right? She, yeah, Goldie mentioned it. Yeah, but I didn't know if that was like her just spitballing, like guessing. Right. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure but... either. Well, um, before Ashley regales us with a wonderful piece of poetry, let's <laughs> kind of set the scene for the end of this movie or let's hear kind of the climax so to speak <laughs> Jesus. you've heard that expression something old something new something borrowed and something wiggly <laughs> mr wiggly is unfurled <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing cringy about that so uh, his accent all of a sudden is in full effect i didn't really notice it throughout the rest of the movie but yeah. um yeah, in that cringy bed scene that they have, we learn the nickname for Mel's little member. Dick. Um, yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wiggly. And then, boom, the dramatic reveal is they literally sail off into the sunset, much like um, Joe versus the volcano. Yep. He unfurls the <laughs> the flag that says Mr. Wiggly. So uh. that was that's like the ultimate level of cheese that I actually needed at the end of this movie so <laughs> i was i was fully on board ashley yeah go for it take <laughs> poetry, it away poetry corner poetry corner okay <laughs> all right <clears throat> goldie lost the love of her life so she thought until he showed up as a car mechanic on the detroit block mel witnessed a corrupt drug deal where his friend was killed and testified against the slimiest dealer who now put the bill. From mechanic to zookeeper to stylist and a vet, Mel was the best at every job he worked at. Now they're both on the run from explosions to car chases to zoo animals ripping off people's faces. 
don't worry goldie is rich as fuck and they end up free from the bad guys and sailing off into the sunset good luck beautiful yeah thank you thank you that's all i mean you know in a future episode we'll just cut the entire discussion and, and let <laughs> ashley do her thing because that's all you that's all you really need derek youtube clip that um so yeah that was that was beautiful Thank you. Um, we're going to give some final thoughts uh, towards the end of the episode, but I think it's time for a quick break from our discussion of Bird on a Wire while we tune our dials to NR90 for new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what's happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> it should be. You want me to. All I want to do is make love to you. The song you just heard was All I Want to Do is Make Love to You by Heart, moving up one spot to number three on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of May 18th, 1990. Madonna's Vogue just moved into the number one spot, but we didn't want to overplay that. So, Ashley. What yeah. the heck is happening in news <laughs> or pop culture this week? Trivia alert. Ooh. Um, IMDb, which you guys have probably heard of and used, now owned by Amazon, is one of the oldest websites on the internet. It began on Usenet in 1990 as a list of actresses with beautiful eyes. What? <laughs> yeah. So wow. if we had internet. Um, Dang. Was, hot, uh, was Goldie on there? <laughs> oh, good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, it'd be cool if we could see like the initial. I mean, if we go to an internet cafe right now, um, we can we can pull up IMDb. Um, this is probably only interesting to me, but I was kind of blown away uh, by the fact that I never noticed that the B and IMD internet movie, movie database. database is mm -hmm. lowercase. <laughs> really? I just always saw it in my head as like all caps. I mean, it makes uh -huh. sense, but yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. I always had the, knew there was a lowercase b. Well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Did this movie rank number one in the box office? So the box office mojo report brought to you by IMDb Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed. Um, is the P capitalized? <laughs> it is a, it's camel caps. Would you like me to explain what camel caps are? No. <laughs> so if you combine multiple words. Um, without a space in between, but you put you capitalize like one of the letters in like to signify this is a new word, but I'm not doing a space. That's called mm -hmm. camel cap. So IMDb oh. Pro, the P is a camel cap. A camel cap. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should we introduce Nerd. grammar corner every week? No. Um, <laughs> the number one movie for the week of May 18th, 1990 is, you guessed it, Pretty bird woman on a wire. <laughs> no, it is so, bird on a wire. It Dope. is bird on a wire. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So this movie uh, has a significant lead over another new movie that um, came out in theaters, Cadillac Man. Uh, a used car salesman. Um, who is it? Robin Williams. Yeah. Repo so, Man, but with Cadillacs. Perhaps. Yeah. Probably a little goofier. Um, <laughs> Pretty Woman finally started to dip thanks to this added competition. So we're on a wire, 15 million pretty woman down to 6 million 
Ninja Turtles down to three million. And I'm happy to see Tales from the Dark Side hanging on to the top five spot with nice. another two million. Wow. It's, okay. Didn't you say like it was a moderate success when we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then they made. Well, no, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of <laughs> class of 1999. Let me find that. Okay, I can't. I don't see it anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that is enough for this week's box office report. And thank you, Ashley, for that bit of inspiring trivia. You're welcome. But now let's start everyone's favorite segment on new release radio rank the blank. Pew, pew, pew. Different? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I like it. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> okay, Derek. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, nice little war boys. This, <laughs> now that we're back to normal and have regrouped this is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites this week's topic as we alluded to earlier living my best life in witness protection ooh, ashley ooh, ooh. do you have some honorable <laughs> mentions for us sure do um all right so high school janitor janitor and joe dirt which i've never seen um oh arnold, my arnold schwarzenegger erases high-risk witnesses and eraser Mel Gibson protecting a witness in Lethal Weapon 2. Mary-Kate and Ashley, woo! Try to fit in in Sydney. Our lips are sealed. Fighting snakes on a motherfucking plane. There's some of them. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> um, so you did not, if it appears in honorable mentions, you did not pick Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. No, I did not. Yeah. Um, Jamie <laughs> would have picked that one. Um, for I was sure. close to it. Our Instagram yeah. audience also picked that one. Oh, got the most okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, honorable mention award for our lips are sealed with the Olsen twins. Um, quick note on the criteria here. It's some of it you can tell from that list that we just gave to because this is such a movie trope that, you know, I wanted to do some research on whether how often. <laughs> the government actually puts people in witness protection is it purely a movie thing um i didn't do that research but <laughs> for, so for the trust sake of, whatever he's about to say well no for the sake of this discussion i thought it was useful to include like not just the people that are in witness protection if you are a um like uh, someone who's on the other side of it like like the arnold position ashley mentioned like this can be anyone who is supporting witness protection or a witness in protection themselves. So, um, and just as a quick stat, sure. as of twenty twenty, approximately nineteen thousand witnesses and family members have been protected um, since nineteen seventy one. So, I thirty bet years. I yeah. want to see a um a line graph because the other the other trope in this movie is that it like in the peak gangster years. Uh, or peak, you know, mob boss years when the mob was a lot more uh, prominent in America, um, early early half of the century. I I'm uh, at least that's how the movies portray it. Is it's usually they're being chased by the mob, basically. Well, yeah. It also goes on to say that about ninety five percent of witnesses in the program are criminals. So like they probably oh, right, they're informants. Yeah. 
So yeah, one of the more famous ones that you rudely skipped over was um, <laughs> the main character in Goodfellas, who's narrating. He mm-hmm. oh, and his yeah. family are in witness protection. That's kind of like how we're hearing his story because he got out of the mafia. Uh, so you're not mad I skipped over the Vanilla Ice one? <laughs> no, although it's unfortunate. What, what is that one called? Cool as ice. (laughs) (laughs) Should have picked it. Should have picked it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, with all that set up, we've got Mel, of course, from this movie. He is the witness in protection, and he has had quite the um, varied lifestyle during his years in witness protection, but he could never quite get comfortable, and he could never find love or reunite with, he never felt comfortable reuniting with Goldie. So there's always some drawbacks. Ashley, what is your nominee this week? So my nominee is Jason Sudeikis, Emma Roberts, Jennifer Aniston, and Will Poultner all becoming a family and we're the Millers. So Jason Sudeikis, who plays David Clark, basically is a really like low-key weed dealer. And then all the stuff gets stolen. And then he has to do like one big deal. And he doesn't realize it's like tons and tons and tons of weed. So... Get in a lot of trouble, but they return to be a family, and it's very funny. Yeah, in the in my recollection, the witness protection angle kind of comes in at the end. Like mm-hmm. they pretend to be a family, and then the resolution of the movie is that, that now they're like they have to be a family. Yeah, now they're stuck <laughs> but together, they're, but they're happy about it. Like it is a pretty clever kind of um, different angle mm-hmm. on this this really common trope. So points for creativity there, but if you want creativity. Look no further oh, than, my, than my selection, <laughs> says me. Um, this will be the first time I pick a movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> but Perfect. Perfect. I'm so intrigued by the premise that, um, and I've watched, you know, portions of it that I had to go with it. Um, it's a movie called F slash X, standing for um, special effects, where this dude is hired by the government or by, you know, the witness protection agency to stage um, to use his movie magic to stage the deaths of witnesses so that he can get them into hiding and that that way this solves the problem that happens in so many of these movies where they're in hiding but someone's always looking for them well if you think they're dead then you don't have to look for them anymore so he goes through a really elaborate like uh crazy like movie concept (laughs) uh (laughs) special effects designs like putting up like a um uh, plastic shield tarp that like you know like it looks like they're shooting through it but the person's safe on the other side it's it's hard to describe it's like late 80s special effects combination of practical and computer at at their finest and most okay. weird um so yeah i i thought that was a very interesting angle huh. on this common trope as well so the movie fx and it stars um as the fx artist the guy who is Tom Cruise's uh, bartender business partner in Cocktail, Brian okay. Brown. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that guy. I've yeah. never heard of that before. Fun okay. Australian, New Zealand actor, one of those two. Um, Australian. Got it on the first one. So. Nice. Um, <laughs> Derek. What yeah. Do what, what do you mean? What uh, do you got? Do you got your one? Turn. Yeah. So. <sighs> Living my best life in witness protection would have to be, in my opinion, Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg. Hallelujah. Um, 
Yeah, she was a Nevada lounge singer in this film who witnessed her boyfriend killing some sort of some somebody and she had to be placed in a convent <laughs> under a witness protection program. And then she kind of really fell into it and, and met a bunch of people and got really into the, the sisterhood. I, I like that this week you all of a sudden choose to follow the full criteria of the question <laughs> and, and work in living my best life as part of your rationale. Good. Good. You're, you're really um, getting better at this rank the blank. <laughs> so um but yeah that that's an iconic one so that i'm really glad someone chose to represent that um it's just such a perfect like setup for a comedy i mean like mm -hmm. put it's a fish out of water witness protection leads perfectly to that you know great way to blend in would be a singing nun of course yeah for um, sure. <laughs> so um i approve um all all good options thank you I, yeah yeah um you're welcome ashley where where does mel's uh character's life rank on this list and living mean, your best life he lived rankings. his best life like eight different times oh that's I feel like. bonus so... points for for it wasn't just extras. one character um but you never get to stay at them very long so i feel like that's like a pretty that sucks i would say see if i want to become a family that's pretty nice if i like everyone the special effects thing is interesting i don't know how to even rank that to be honest <laughs> um but if they, they know you're they're never looking for you then that's nice it's, it's well and you get to, I, I you can also like i said i the reason i had to give that elaborate setup is because mine didn't really fit the criteria but mm -hmm. if you are a movie uh, fx artist this would be a cool way to expand your skills into life-saving yeah well and the other people get like a sense of security that's just cool so yeah yeah you're saving people's lives um i mean i think mel lived a better i think mine's last okay that's fair so I would say no argument there. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say mine's last. I would maybe say the burn wire is probably third and then it'd be between you two. Yeah. Well, so then the decision is like, what's the core, what's the core life singing none or, um, FX artist who is kind of working with the witness protection program. <laughs> you're selling to... pretty hard. No, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell. I mean, that's, but no, that's I mean, personal. I think I think an FX artist would be really fucking cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty. So, I think that one wins. So I think you win as well. Wow. Okay. Dark Horse win. Yeah. I you have, don't have no to idea. Like, argue with us or anything. I have no idea what clip I picked here, so I'll be Perfect. excited to, to hear it. I think it's from the movie. <laughs> Raleigh Tyler's most special effects are yet to okay. come. Forget why you hired me. What next? At the next corner, send Nelly in. Oh my God. What <laughs> Is he the weapon or the victim? Ooh. Is it murder or is it <laughs> FX? <laughs> you have to just watch the clip. There's okay. it, it, the sound does not do it justice. Yeah, yeah. Drew, you definitely awesome. win this week. Good, congratulations! Woo! Thank you. Nice and the job. accent, the accent comes with the the best life. So that's yeah. There you extra go. Extra points for that. <laughs> Well, okay, I can't do it. It's almost time to sign off on New Release Radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Bart on a Wire. But before we do, let's listen to a dreamy track that's led up to number 71 on this week's Billboard Top 100. 
Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. That was The Cure with pictures of you. Now, back to our feature presentation. Okay, Ashley. So, what is the early scuttlebutt at the mall on Bird on a Wire? Oh, that's way dated of lingo. Yeah, that's like not <laughs> 90 at all. Yeah. 60s. Um, well, that radio sound got, got my brain scrambled. <laughs> uh, pretty poor reviews, although it's doing well in the box office. Not the best reviews. So, be interesting to see if it drops off. <laughs> uh, yeah, like what's going to happen next week? Okay, so this is the part where I will do mall person or movie critic. Ooh, fun. So I'll read off some reviews and you can pick who wrote what. You ready? <clears throat> okay. John Badham threw in a bunch of exciting and ridiculous action scenes, hoping they would overshadow the weak storyline. One. Okay. A witless and insulting action comedy. Two. <laughs> Everything explodes every time. Get out of the shower, explosion. On a yacht, explosion. Eating a salad, explosion. Three. <laughs> Okay, um, uh, three mall person, uh, mall person whose name rhymes with um, smart crash, in, crash into me, yeah, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Um, number one, I would one, also lean. What were you gonna say, Derek? One's definitely not Ashley, really. Okay, yeah, well, I'll disagree there, and I'll say number two is a movie critic. I'm saying one and two, okay, I'm saying mall. Mall critic mall. Okay. It was mall. Yeah. Mall critic mall. You're right. MCM. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the witless thing, I mean, that, that was very, um, biting of a, Mm -hmm. of a commentary from a critic, but that sounded like critic speak. Yep. Nice job. Drew Derek next week. (laughs) Those three, what was the first one Were those three negative reviews? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, mine just did explosions, but like next, everything next, did explode. Next week at the mall, I'll try to find somebody who likes it at least. Liked it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll try my best, depending on the movie. I'll talk um, to a lot of folks at the hot dog on the stick. We'll try to get them to watch it. Yeah. They like, like everything. Come back and. Yeah, yeah. They like everything. That's true. <laughs> so, would you guys recommend it to someone on the street in a mall? At a hot dog stand? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. This is, this is a really tough one. I, I'm going to say... Oof. It's not <laughs> tough for me, man. Yes. Go for I, it. I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like this. Good. Yes. Watch it. The, the ridiculous action reminds me of the 90s films where I'd come out of a theater with my dad and we'd just both be like, that was nonstop action. <laughs> kind of like that uh, Charlie's Angels movie you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I was so, going to I was gonna say, like, is this a movie your dad would like? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. We. I, I remember seeing um, Lethal Weapon with him in the theaters. I think it was Lethal Weapon 2 or 3. But yeah, just coming out of a film being like, oh, that was awesome. We're men. <laughs> and it's there a- was a love story. Yeah. <laughs> but we're men. Like yeah, that. but we're men. We're, <laughs> we want to fly helicopters. Into so, the yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the action Barrel this movie roll. is on on level with like Lethal Weapon or any kind of top notch uh, action movie from this era. It's probably just the the writing and the like story that's holding it back from being like Lethal Weapon uh, level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think 
I would recommend if the test for me is like, does this movie do something um, particular or weird or like specific enough for me to like want to describe it to other people? I would definitely want people to watch this to see kind of the the conclusion and to see some of the action sequences. So overall, I think I would uh, I would definitely recommend it. I would not recommend it. Well, I would say if you like Goldie Hawn, sure. I mean, it was a, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just, I, I wouldn't personally be like, oh, you should go out and see Burrow on the Wire. So, yeah, I, uh, it was, it, it was one of the most complicated, like movie watching experience. I'm not even being, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> like I really was confident that I w- didn't like it. And then it completely changed my mind by the oh, end. And that's right. really unusual. So that's I guess impressive. even for that, I would, I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, stick so, with it to the end <laughs> yeah keep watching forever so on a scale of one to 90 how 90s is bird on a wire so includes music wardrobe actors 90s tropes um currently we have teenage mutant ninja turtles 89 out of 90 house party 84 out of 90 and pretty woman at 81 yeah so what about so- this guy this is a, we last week we had our lowest number ever we gave um what was it even tales like from the point, dark side oh no it's class of 1999 class of 1999 like a point yeah. 69 or 0. something ridiculous yeah um so this one this one is in contention for the top five at least um mm-hmm. yeah, we have the high high score on the actors um yep. high mm-hmm. score on like the genre like this kind of action this tone of action comedy very very 90s um i don't think you'd see it today um you'd see it in the late 80s but it that's why it got so popular in the 90s Mm -hmm. um one random trope that i i um saw used throughout the movie is kind of like something called a dutch angle it's a it's a a low um upward shot with with a tilt um which was used all throughout the 90s and it was kind of introduced in music videos and then like sort of a it's a it's a very like shorthand cheesy uh, way to signal like important this is an important action scene um so you know one extra bonus point for that whatever dutch angle is worth um man i'm gonna say if we have like pretty woman at 81 Mm -hmm. is it is it higher it's not higher than pretty woman because that has the iconic factor it's not higher than pretty woman but it's higher than hard to kill which is 73 oh yeah and then okay and then we have side out at 75 the ashley's volleyball movie so I'm sorry, Side Out's going to lose today. Yeah, I think it's between, I don't think it's higher than Pretty Woman, but I would give it like a 78 or 79. It's high. That's yeah. what I was thinking too. The The actors, like you said, Drew, the genre, the action scenes, the practical effects, mm-hmm. um, but their hair, the cars, like the cop car style, and then also the the computer technology. The computer, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, Delete, yes or no, yes. It's like all in the yes. green with a black background. That's, that's it. You don't have to have system administrator access or anything. Nope. The only, reason. yeah. So the only reason it can't pass um, Turtles, House Party, or Pretty Woman is because those movies have like become pop culture yeah. um, artifacts in and of themselves. This movie, um, aside from your friend Molly, um, mm-hmm. I don't know how. <laughs> Maybe like, you should give how... it one more extra point for Molly. Yeah, that's true. So okay. seventy nine yeah. out of ninety. Oh, point for Molly. Yeah. There you go, Molly. Uh, one, she's, <laughs> Molly is worth about the the amount of a Dutch angle. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Not, he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. <laughs> he does. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. I really, so, respect, I really respect that, Jankles. Um. So now we're, <laughs> so we have Burn a Wire in fourth place currently at 79 out of 90. We're all good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah I think. Hell yeah. So what should we include in the new release gift shop from this movie? So each week we take one item or make up an item from the movie that we think is quintessential and is just like, this is the movie. It's this one thing. So we have a leather face face mask. And we want to, yeah. And what can we make money off of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we need money to keep this podcast going. So yeah. So we have a leather face face mask, a ponytail hair clip, um, a flipped up hot pink visor from Side Out, Drive Tears from Crybaby, you know, just hit after hit. <laughs> yeah. What should we do here? Uh, hmm. Um, the most memorable moments of this movie are like kind of things that would be hard to replicate in a piece of merchandise. <laughs> like, I don't want to just keep doing hairstyles. Um, yeah. Like Mel Gibson has a very silly uh, hairstyle, but, and he has a fake mustache. I mean, those are, those are low hanging fruit. Um, <laughs> all the zoo animals, you know? Um, oh, I just got it. Okay. Um, can oh, you, no. can you, can you guess? Well, I have it's, one, so maybe it's, it's something old. It's not something old. It's not something new, Mr. but it's Wiggly. something. Okay, well, so... let's let Ashley pitch her idea. Okay, Mine's like not get that. it, pitch. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Um, so I was thinking the most horrible moment for me was like the piranha eating the guy's face. Yeah, because there that's... wasn't even a lot of gore or anything until that mo- moment. And you're like, oh shit, he's getting attacked by piranhas and he dies, and the b- water turns bloody and whatever. So I was thinking. There's two ideas for piranhas. So you do a piranha <laughs> that you squeeze and like fake blood comes out. Okay. Because it's like fun, like whatever. And then yeah, you can fun. do a piranha that the mouth like sticks to like the window. Do you remember those like sticky things that you would just oh, like, yeah. they would stick? So you just push the piranha and then so it's like mouth is open and like sticks in the window. Well, when right. you're on the outside of the window, it looks like, oh, there's a piranha. Yeah. And it's like, ah, just mouth. But it stick to your, would it stick to people's foreheads? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, so those are my ideas. It's not a Mr. Wiggly sock. <laughs> that thing, was Drew's but... question. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. okay. I think we can mass produce the wiggly flags very easily. Um, they come with extra wiggles, um, or you can get them regular. Um, extra but if you want to, if you want to test market the piranhas, I'm I'm fine with that too. Yeah, oh, sticky I piranhas. Like sticky Why don't we just piranha. sell piranhas? Why no. Even... Well, like we could. It's like goldfish, but piranhas. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't people think leave our idea. gift shop with a little yeah. bag just with the piranha in it. You know, they walk. Exactly. We don't tell them. I think we're trying to make money here, and I feel like we're gonna get a lawsuit. <laughs> so your There's call. No, no so we're paying a lot more for insurance than we are making in our store. Just yeah, FYI. basically. Uh, I looked at the books the other day. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's where Mr. Wiggly saves the day. I think. Fine. That could be the whole the one product that finally turns this ship around oh, oh my gosh okay yeah. oh my i still God. want the prana i'm not All right. gonna we'll, we'll have it. a we'll have a small st- a limited edition stock of piranha stickies for yeah. windows thank you thanks derek the first Appreciate 10 people it. that come through tomorrow uh Ooh. friday what's our address um it's changed between 1990 and 2021 so oh. just find derek and hot dog on a stick north yeah. point mall seattle hey. May 19th, 1990. Uh, oh, Mr. no, he's going to do Identity now. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
You blew his I'm cover. Go, I'm going real. down. I'm going down to Sears. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Drew, Mon- uh, Montgomery Ward. While Derek is hiding somewhere else that he'll probably talk about next week. Uh, what's next? Oh my gosh! So next week, our whole podcast has been leading to this moment. So hype, hype, hype! Very exciting um, to announce that we are going to be watching the final film in one of our favorite, most inspiring movie trilogies of all time. Get ready. What's your name, dude? Clint Eastwood. What kind of stupid name is that? Get set. It's time to go back. One last time. There's a whole lot. It's a science experiment. Michael J. Fox. Christopher Lloyd. Back to the future, part three. Where'd you learn to shoot like that? 7-Eleven. Yeah, we have to watch it again now. Starts Friday, May 25th at theaters everywhere. Ooh. Yeah, so... <laughs> <clears throat> take that back <laughs> i've heard of it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for this movie franchise so <laughs> we are <laughs> very excited to pay our respects to this movie and um maybe we'll learn something about <laughs> ourselves and about what we're doing here next week are y'all excited yes 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 yeah i'm gonna get into some trouble Okay. Well, <laughs> I like can... the sound of that. Yeah. Nice. If you want to get into some trouble with Mr. Wiggly himself, you can subscribe Gross. to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get your podcast on a stick. Ashley, take it away. Dude, that's a wrap. <laughs>